Well, guys, welcome back to another uh, Ask the Masters episode, and I am excited to uh, introduce you guys to somebody you probably have already seen because he's been in the industry a long, long time. So Mr. Brett Abbott, CEO of Pool Builders Marketing, is a marketing consulting firm that specifically uh, does marketing in the pool industry. Um, he is a go-to guy when it's uh, difficult websites or anything that I go to. I consider him a very close friend, and he's part of a larger team that we work on on something called Cyber Funnels. So, Brett, why don't you why don't you start out from the beginning? How'd you end up in the pool industry? Well, it's kind of funny. I, I had no intention of going in the pool industry. Someone gave me the wise advice to pick one industry and get really good at it. Because when I started in marketing twenty some years ago, I would work with anyone. I, I guess you could say I was a marketing slut. Okay, so, but, uh, you know, then, then uh, after a few years, I focused down on one, and I kind of chose uh, swimming pools by accident. One of my clients, a dear friend of mine, owned a pool business, and he was getting help by someone else, and I could tell the other person wasn't helping him, so I kind of stepped in, and, and I enjoyed it. And long story short, you know, marketing for the pool industry is not very difficult. We're selling something that people want. We're not trying to sell root canals, that would be a lot harder, right? <laughs> so, so it's really pretty easy. And there wasn't hardly anyone doing it. So I kind of was a big fish in the small pond. So, and I've enjoyed it. What a, what a great group of people. Well, I know you've, uh, you've taught seminars, you know, at, at the national show, you've been in Atlantic City. Um, I think we've seen you at just about all shows. In fact, I know recently you were down at the Carecraft, weren't you? Did you? Were sure, you yeah. 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 In fact, Carecraft was my first one back in 2007. Oh, no, no kidding. No, no kidding. Wow. So, um, you know, I, th I think uh, you and I were going to talk a little bit about the importance of photography today. Um, could you give me some thoughts on, um, you know, on, on what we should do in the pool industry as far sure. as intellectual property and, um, you know, doing some re recording? How important is taking pictures in the industry? Well, it's interesting. It's, it's so easy to overlook. You know, you'd think a marketing guy, I'd be saying, well, you know, it's your, it's your website and it's your pay-per-click and it's your elevator pitch, you know. But the truth is that if you didn't have any of that, well, let me put that a different way. If you, you could have a great website, but if you don't have any decent photos, well, then, then you're going nowhere. It's, it's a visual product right? That when people who are buying pools, if, do you mind if I go to my uh, PowerPoint slides? Would I would work? love that. Please share your screen right. with us. So uh, well, we're not going to watch any of these videos. We're going we're gonna to talk about why the photos matter. Now, let me jump into that. The, it's because it's a visual product, right? It's, in fact, I, I got to ask you this test question. In whole numbers, what would you say, what's the average number of pools that a homeowner has bought before they meet with you, a pool builder, about getting a pool? What would you say was the average in whole numbers? How many pools have they bought before you? God, I would have to think that they haven't, you know, some, unless they're buying a house with a pool, but actually calling someone in, is that the correct answer today, Brett? Zero is the correct answer. You have nailed it. Yeah, my, my overwhelmingly, people who are buying pools have never bought a pool before. Uh, so, some people do buy more than one in their lifetime, but you usually buy a lot more cars than you do pools. So they don't know what they're doing. They don't know what to look for. They don't know what to ask for. And that's a whole other subject. The short answer is, I mean, basically what we've learned is that the homeowner who doesn't know what they're doing, they'll go to a website and you can say anything you want on the website. Maybe they'll read it, maybe they won't, but one thing's for sure, they're gonna look at the photos. And if the photos look good, then they'll say, oh, I think I like this guy. This looks pretty good. Let's put them on our short list. And if they go to your website and you've got 
lousy photos, uninspired photos, or, or same with videos. If you've got, you know, uninspired, awkward videos, they're going to get turned off. They say, ah, you know what? So I don't know why, but it's something that doesn't feel right about these people and they move on. So again, it sounds strange coming from me, but perhaps the smartest marketing dollars you could ever spend would be on making sure you've got really good photos. So because uh, again, that, that's that's what persuades people. And if you could see my screen, I'm showing some yeah, data. You know, I'm I'm not seeing your screen yet. Or did you hit the share properly? Let's, I'll let's, probably not. Let me get. Uh, let's double check. And you know, while you're doing that, real quick, um, you know, in my day, it was a little difficult to um, actually uh, take photos. In fact, I was fortunate early on in the industry to always have nice digital cameras, and I got a lot of press because of the photos we had taken. But you know, these days. We all have these epic cameras right in our pocket. And, you know, I often just say, hey, just push record. Just right. take pictures. You guys are seeing stuff that nobody else gets to see. And, um, and recording that along the way. And I like to use what I call brute force. So it's always nice to have professional photographers. Always nice to have those. But you know what? If you, you shoot 100 photos, I think you're going to find that 10 of them are pretty epic photos. Probably, unless you're committing some of the classic errors. And I'll talk about those specific errors oh, now. Okay, great. Because here's, and let me just tell you right now, if, in case nobody listens to anything more than this piece of this podcast, if you are walking up to the, your pool to a swimming pool uh and you've got your your 10,000 megapixel camera you walk up and you take a photo from standing height you've failed that's not the most flattering angle for a swimming pool so uh maybe a high quality photo but it's not flattering so i'll i'll, I'll go into that all right perfect and thank you for reminding me about the screen what i'm showing now is a uh uh, Google flow, traffic flow. This is a visual that shows you when someone lands on a website over in the far left, you see a great big rec green rectangle. That's all the people that came to the site. And then it shows you where they go from there. There's all kinds of, uh, maybe they went to outdoor living or finance or contact us or any of these, but you'll see one big box. And that big box is labeled gallery. And I've looked, I'm telling you, Randy, I've looked at at least a thousand websites, the Google analytics for a thousand websites. And it is always the photos page, what you call it gallery, call it photos, call it portfolio. doesn't matter what you call it. Everybody goes and looks at the photos. And if they like the photos, then if you're lucky, then they contact you, but otherwise then they leave. So it's overwhelming. <laughs> the, we know that the most people going to a pool builders website, the first thing you want to do is look at your photos. So make it easy to look at the photos. And then number two, what this is all about is let's make sure they're good looking photos, okay? So let me give you a, so that's why it's so important. Again, if, you, if you're not gonna spend any other money, if you're on a tight budget, learn how to take some good photos. Um, so here's a few basic trips, uh, tricks, excuse me. Get the whole shot. If you give me 98% of the pool, but you cut off a little piece of it, it's just gonna look weird. If you were gonna buy a car, would you only, photograph the hood? No, you photograph the whole car and a little bit of space around it so I can appreciate what it looks like. So get, get the whole shot, get the right angle on it. Like I said, if you walk up it with uh, holding the camera at five feet in the air, that's, it's just not a very flattering angle. You got to get a little bit higher, 10 feet, 12 feet, 14 feet. Let's make sure there's no distractions. So, and by the way, the reason I'm so intimate I mean, that's not the right word. Uh, so I, I, the reason I care so deeply about this is because we do build a lot of websites. 
and the photos are crucial on the websites. And when a client gives me a bunch of crappy photos, it just breaks my heart. I'm like, oh, please, you know, I, I could do, make your website look so much better if the photos were high quality. So what we're looking here, this happens to be something from uh, Don Gwiz with Lewis Aquatech. Gorgeous, obviously half million to a million dollar project. But that's a $4,000 photograph, right? <laughs> I mean, that's magazine quality. You can see the entire backyard. You see just, you don't see any distractions. You don't see beyond the art. It's just gorgeous, right? Uh, there, it's, and it's an interesting subject. That's where and, people You know, we sell lifestyle. So, you know, uh, uh, this, this pool here is an entire lifestyle. So they can see, you know, everybody over at the kitchen having a drink and the kids over in, in a different area. And, and they're, you know, I, I think quite often in the pool industry, we get focused just on the pool. But, yes. you know, what we're selling is an outdoor environment. We're selling a life experience, and we need to broaden that out and bring everybody into, you know, while it all revolves around the pool, they're also thinking about outdoor cooking, health and wellness, uh, places to lounge, places to read a book, places to get away from the kids or the husband. So, yeah, <laughs> away from the husband. That's a good one, uh, especially right now with the, uh, the shutdowns. Uh, in fact, it's a Interesting that you brought that up uh, because we have this habit in the industry of taking photos of our projects with no people in them. And that's okay that, you know, most of the photos are just showing the product, but it doesn't hurt to have some photos actually showing what you just described. Let's see someone over there cooking at the grill. Let's see some people uh, uh, relaxing in the pool, enjoying some beverages, sitting at the swim up bar. You know, who's good at that is, uh, uh, if I can mention a brand name, Ledge Loungers does a great job of shooting videos showing people enjoying the product. They don't just show the boring white chair. They show people, you know, clinking their drinks and having a good time. So, Hey, and Brett, not only people, but the dogs, the pets. Oh, man. I can't <laughs> tell you. This some of the best pools that I ever sold were built just for dogs. So, you know, show, show the uh, lab launching off the top and just having a blast in the swimming pool. Extended family, as it were. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Let me show you, show you some uh, examples of what I've seen that are classic mistakes. Here's a swimming pool, ignoring the fact that it's low risk. They cut off a little piece of it, so it just doesn't feel right. Right? You just kind of get this, oh, okay, I'm not, they're just not very inspiring. By contrast, here's a similar pool, but it's a very crisp photo. The lighting is perfect. You see everything. It's, it's a high quality photo. This was shot by a professional and you can tell. Here's, I'm moving on to another photo. This has a, a, some people in the backyard. If you can see them, they're relaxing in the Adirondack chairs. They got a nice pool with a slide, but the angle is, is highly unflattering. There, it's not even at five foot eye level. Uh, there are two feet down below the pool and, uh, you know, two feet lower. And so you can barely see the water at all. So it just, it's really more like an advertisement for chairs, for poolside chairs rather than a pool. So the angle makes a big difference. I've moved over now to another photo, simple, small L-shaped swimming pool in a, a relatively small house, but the lighting is perfect and the angle is perfect. It's, I mean, look at that, uh, little outdoor patio there just uh look at the reflection oh water yeah, right. the medium the medium of water is all about reflection and right. look at that reflecting house in that pool you know that's 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 the beauty that's the art is you know water is reflective that's right and by the way this is you know i'll talk in a minute about how you can take a hundred photos if you're a mediocre 
photographer, you take 100 photos and hope to get this one. If you're a great photographer, you'll take about three photos and get this one. But that's again, when you're spending uh, four digits for a photograph. Um, I see this one usually when a, a, pil a builder hires a photographer and the photographer says, oh, you betcha, yeah, I've taken lots of photos. And he takes a photo like this. If you can't see it, we're basically about 12 inches off the water, getting sort of that frog's eye view of the water. You can see the house, but we have no idea what this pool looks like. It, I get the hint that it's probably pretty interesting because it looks like there's a, maybe there's a sunken bar or something on the other side. But the water is meaningless when you're when you're this far down. It's a complete wasted photo. Unless you're trying to sell the house, this is a complete waste of time. Here's another example where we've got the correct angle on the on the pool, and now you can see everything. You see the house. Now here they happen to use a fisheye lens. You get a little bit of that, a slight distortion, but it doesn't matter. You think, wow, that's beautiful. Whoever built this must be a really great pool builder. You you just can't help but feel that when you look at this photo. Am I right? Oh, absolutely gorgeous. The clouds and the sky and the blue yep. and the contrast. Perfect. Beautiful with the water features. Nice. Yep. Here's another example of a great shot of a, a home. This is from an architect website. So we can see the pool, but we really can't see what the pool looks like. So this is great if you're trying to sell a house. This is not great if you're trying to sell swimming pools. Uh, again, here we're showing a beautiful house and a beautiful pool, but at the right angle. So we, we get to enjoy all of it. Uh, if you're down in Florida, well, you've got a constant challenge. Uh, certain parts of Florida, you know, having a cage around the pool, it's just, uh, that, that makes it hard. But then you, you'll notice in this photo, we've also got the safety fence up, which makes it less appealing. We've got the brush thrown over on the side. You see the, to scrub the wall. And over in the far right, you see the hose to, uh, to vacuum it. So there's nothing like trying to convince someone to buy a pool while also reminding them that there's going to be maintenance required for the rest of their lives. So hide, hide the maintenance equipment. Don't show me the hose. Don't show me the, uh, the creepy crawly or any of those things. We got to get, got to get that out of there. Uh, and then there's even worse. This one is just rife with mistakes. This is a vanishing edge pool in Florida, right on the water should be gorgeous, but they've got the wrong time of day because you see the harsh sunshine, harsh, sunshine, the shadows, they got the hose in the water, we're showing the grass. There's even a wheelbarrow, an upside down wheelbarrow in the background. Do you see that? It's Unbelievable. Just, yeah, it's just like, well, it's a, probably a gorgeous pool, but uh, you failed on the photo. This is the way to do it, get it at the right time of day. In fact, in this particular photo, I believe the, uh, the photographer did a little bit of photoshopping to improve the, the blend of the pool into the lake, but it looks seamless, doesn't it? Now that's a gorgeous photo. That's a, that, that, that's a 15 year old photograph, but it's timeless. It's just, uh, can't argue with it. Again, the, the cages, they're tough. Uh, so we got to move back a little bit. So that's taking good photos. Now let's suppose we're going to use a drone. Let's talk about taking photos with a drone. Common mistakes are to think that because I've got this $1,500 drone, or it could be a $15,000 drone, if you're, make, if you're taking lousy shots with a hand camera, then you're probably going to take lousy shots with a drone, right? So the drone won't fix mediocre shots, okay? So here's an example. If you happen to see this, somebody got up, well, I was gonna, it looks like somebody got on the roof, but actually it's a drone. But it's the wrong time of day. They shot down there. You got the harsh shadows. It's just not flattering. Yeah, we can see the whole pool, but just not flattering. Um, 
too many problems. So uh, sky high shots. So here we're looking at a, an example, but look, we can see in four different people's backyards, which, and half of the photograph is people's roofs. Now that's a good looking swimming pool, but it only represents what about 15% of the photo, right? So it's like, okay, now we gotta, you gotta get way down. If you could get just that pool project, that would be a good photo. This photo is a complete waste. This is better now. We're looking at a straight down shot of a pool and it's good. It kind of looks like a blueprint has come to life. So that's not bad, but, but this can get old fast because that's not the way we're used to looking at pools. You wouldn't go shopping for pools, looking at all of them straight down, just like you wouldn't go looking for cars by looking at photographs of all of them from the top down. It just, it's not natural. It's, a, it's interesting once in a while, but not forever. And uh, dare I say the same with video. If you wanna take videos of all of your pools, that's fine, but that will get old fast also, unless you do it, well, you, you know better than anyone, Randy. You, you know, you can't just, just cause you made a video doesn't mean people wanna watch it, right? Yeah, and I, I think you're dead on on this point. These top-down shots are really extremely difficult. Um, the cool part about drones, guys, are, are flying them down uh, at higher, higher level. And, you know, in the old days, we you used to have to bring in what we called sliders. They were carts that moved on rails, if you will, to get nice sliding shots. And a drone will do that naturally, and you can migrate in and migrate back. But, but for the most part, you know, you need to learn to fly your drone down you know, at, at, you know, from head level to, you know, about 12 to 16 feet, because that's where you're going to see the water moving. And that's where you're going to see the waterfalls coming down. And I, I love the conduits on top of this. Uh, uh, on, on <laughs> right. <laughs> you like pressure did a good job. Did somebody mess that up or what? So, yeah. Oh, no, you yeah. nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> from about six feet to about, you know, 15 feet or so. Uh, I, I see it's a replacement for a ladder, right? Instead yeah. of, uh, Instead of, as you said, lugging a track or even a big ladder, uh, it's a weightless ladder. You, you can try uh, different shots. You can uh, shoot at five feet, six feet, eight feet, nine feet. See what looks best. You know, it's, it's infinitely and instantly adjustable. Uh, also a reminder for any kind of photo shoot, uh, but especially if you're flying a drone, you need to clean the place up, prepare the site in advance uh, because of course, if like most drone flyers, you've only got so much battery time, so much air time because of your batteries. So you don't want to be all set up and then yeah, get the timing wrong. Maybe you're losing the lighting or something. So you got to have someone clean the pool and get the distractions out of the way first. Um, time it for lighting. Here's an interesting shot. This is almost perfect. You can see the yellow sunset or sunrise coming in on the house. Boy, if we had just a little more light on the pool, it would be better, but but at least they got the angle pretty good. And that's, uh, that's a lot, we, we called it the golden hour, guys. So it's sunrise and sunset. Um, those are the days that are, you know, those are, those are the money shots. The money shots are always gonna be just as the sun's coming up or just as it's going down. Um, I personally will not shoot on a, what we call a real hot day if uh, we got a lot of sun, because you can't fix that. Um, right. So sometimes a good cloud cover can uh, can correct a little bit of that. Right. Yeah. Cloud cover is your friend. Uh, I, as a general rule, shooting in the middle of the day is a big mistake. I agree with you there. Tripod mode. Most of your drones have tripod modes and whatnot. So you can, they can fly very slowly so that you could get uh, the, the best, uh, best shots. Um, it'll, where it'll just hover right in place. Altitude and angle is important. If 
custom features. This is a, a thought. You may want to shoot them with them, shoot them off first. So you get the reflection, then turn them on and take another shot. Uh, you may want both off and on quantity of shots. Like I said, good photographers, 50 to hundred great photographers may take only five photos because they know what they're doing. Let's talk about videos. You know anything about videos, Randy? You know, I, videos are, you know, a picture, Brett, is worth a thousand words. A video story is actually, you know, in this day and age of, of you know, high bandwidth, a video is worth a million or a billion words. I agree 100%. I agree 100%. Here's the common mistakes most amateurs will make if, they're, if you're not a, a videographer, but you're a pool builder by trade, you're probably flying too fast. You're probably making some jerky motions and you probably don't kind of know what you're going to do until you got it up in the air. No planned path. You really should know. You should, it's just like shooting a movie. You should, uh, you should have decided in advance what you want to show. And, you know, we're going to come in from here. We're going to stop here. We're going to turn 90 degrees and we're going to do this, etc. cetera. Um, this, at the moment, we're showing, I'm happen to be showing a, uh, a demolition going on. Now, I'll give this particular builder credit that this really isn't a show-off video. He may just be doing it for documentation purposes. But what you'll also notice, he keeps moving the drone, right? It's like, well, uh, if, you're, if you want to take a shot, stop moving. Just hold still. You don't need to move it. You've, you've got the angle. Like I said, be it, think like a movie director. Don't rush things. Use your slow motion mode. Oh, and one of my favorites, get out of the scene. Have you seen photos and videos where the, you can see the guy holding the controller while he's looking at the, video, at the drone up in the air? It's like, that's, that's not helping. And I, I like to fly too and not tell anybody we're flying. These new drones are smaller uh, profile. They don't make as much noise as what they used to um, because it's a bummer when uh, everybody's looking at the drone. You know, all, you've got all this eye contact instead of, you know, Everybody's just acting naturally. Yeah. yeah, the quieter it is, the smaller it is, and uh, there's less regulations, and we'll talk about that in a minute. At the moment, I happen to be take, uh, showing a photograph where someone thought, oh, let me get a drone shot of, your, of this pool. Well, he got half of the photo is this homeowner's pool, and the other half is the next-door neighbor's empty yard. Well, why are we looking at that? Right? And, then, and there's a ton of uh, distractions in the good photo. Oh, this is actually a drone. So again, it's kind of it's kind of worthless. I wouldn't want to show this to anyone. It's just just amateurs. So we'll move on. Um, Ewing Aquatech. I uh, hope they don't mind. I borrowed one of their videos off of their homepage of their website, uh, and this starts out pretty good. I don't know why they grade it out. I think that's a mistake. But then they're showing the in construction, and you know, as a general rule, showing how the sausage is made isn't near as interesting to homeowners as we think it is, right? It's just uh, uh, showing kids having fun, that's good. And showing people enjoying the pool or just a, a beautiful pool. But uh, the sausage, showing, if you, you know what I mean, when we're showing how the sausage is made, that's, that should be reserved for those rare moments where someone actually wants to see how the pool is made. Uh, Regal Pools down in Houston, uh, they did a fine job with this one. You see them coming in on this award-winning pool from across the river, and then they kind of do some zoom tricks. So that was a nice, nice approach. Um, custom pool design down, uh, this is uh, Chris Anderson with, uh, well, custom design pools. They did a great job. Now we got a little bit of 
music in the background. That's a long video, but uh, if anyone wants to see a well done video, custom design pools in Houston is a great example. Uh, and, uh, Van Kirk, I, I'm skipping over this one. Van Kirk has a more of a about our company video. It's a combination of video. In fact, you know, maybe I should show this and Randy, you may have some comments on this. So they show kind of the, it's the start of a new day. We're opening the doors, the sun's coming up. We're busy working, shipping stuff, looking at drawings. So there's our warehouse loaded with parts, looking at drawings again. So, um, you know, we, we use video for different purposes. And I think uh, most most people are voyeurs now and they're looking into it. And the Van Kirk brothers have actually been on our podcast before. In fact, I think uh, you guys have heard and they've got just a just a monster of a uh, company uh, moving out there in Florida. So I think once now. That, that's a beautiful picture. But you know, once uh, people start to drill down a little bit, the Van Kirks in that uh, about us video is probably telling more about, hey, we've got a lot of in-house people, and and uh, this is the way our organization works. So, you know, we do use uh, videos for different things, often showing different teams and so on. So, uh, yeah, we need the beauty shots, but sometimes to close the deal, you want to show that you know you're you're a for real company. Yep. It's a heck of a company. They did a pretty good job. That, that's another good example to follow. Of course, anything that Randy does is a good example. This was, I'm going to kind of skip over that one. It's just another kind of shows quick, 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 a few shots, and that's fine. Um, unless you wanted to go into it more, I'd like to keep moving on and hit just a few other yeah, bits of yeah. advice. Um, for when you're doing photographs, we like a wide angle. When we're doing video, it tends to be more interesting if you do a close-up. Right, it's kind of the opposite, right? Because uh, if you're video, you're looking at a wide angle, you think, "Well, I want to see more." So you have the ability to zoom in. So you should do that. You may also want to consider a voiceover. Uh, music is okay, but uh, you know, because I'll tell you, let me just back up on that for a second. You know, if you're going to show me uh, for uh, anything. It's a lot more interesting, especially if it, the, the designer or the owner of the pool company says, oh, this was a pretty interesting project. You know, uh, I don't know if you can tell from here, but we actually had to bring, we had to build a bridge to get the uh, excavator over here. We did this and do that. You know, just a variety of uh, just the inside story A voiceover um, can make, make a video, in my opinion, can make it twice as interesting. It, it, it definitely it does, Brett. I, I think uh, one of the things now, remember in production with video, there's now a, it's, it's very economical to send the videos that you've shot out and have them edited. And then just the way we're recording this today, um, you're, you're there in Austin, I'm, I'm in California. Um, these voiceovers can simply be done once, once you, uh, you know, we understand what the strategy is. But, you know, by human nature, since we were cavemen and women, um, you know, we like to tell stories. So telling a story with a beginning, a middle, and an end for your clients with the video overview is critical. And once Brett implements that into a into a web page, it can it can be something that's powerful that gets them to stick on your web page. Because what you know, Google cares about a couple of things, and Brett's an expert at SEO and what makes websites tick. But Google wants you to stay on the website. They they want to give out information and if they can go there and listen to a story and watch a video, it's like giving them a Snickers bar, you know? It's like, whoa, hey, I'm kicking back. I don't, I don't have to read anything here, right? I, I get to watch a video. 
So it's it's pretty powerful when you you turn that you know edited video over to Brett's team and they embed it in, into your website. Eye candy, yep, makes them very happy. Taking a little break. Uh, some other uses for a drone. I'll just mention that if someone's going to buy a drone, uh, you know, it can be used for training. There's all kinds of training you can do, showing especially construction and whatnot, um, sh showing how the steel is. Uh, how you expect the steel to be done, how you expect the concrete, uh, the gunite to be done, how the decks, et cetera. That's, uh, you could make a heck of a internal training video. Also good for liability to protection to show your, because you're documenting what you've done. Like that guy who was doing the demolition. I mean, that's kind of a big deal. He was swinging that big old ball very close to the house. So uh, he's got some liability protection to show that he didn't hit anything. You can use it as documentation for the project. Uh, 3D renderings. Now, Randy, have you had any experience with that where you're using video to help with 3D renderings? We have. Uh, we can ship it off and, you know, more and more. Uh, you can actually use drones at a little bit higher level, but actually to plot out um, a piece of property and to get elevations on a property. So um, I would challenge you, you're going to have to get some more education on how to do that. I also will give an aimless plug, and uh, we are not sponsored by this company, but um, some of the best drones I've ever had are made by DJI, and um, they're very, very easy to fly. Um, they're extremely safe. They don't hit things, um, and you can be up and flying pretty quick uh, with the DJI. Uh, and again, don't go for the big high-priced one. I think now they're under $1,000, and they shoot 4K, and they work off, uh, you pop your cell phone in the top of it, and it, uh, they're just fantastic. So. Yeah, I think it's a it's a cost of doing business in this day and age. DGI is a heck of a brand. Uh, I, I like to point out to people, I don't know if you can see this, It's uh, this is a $65,000 drone. So there's a lot of professional drones out there for the industry. but uh, And DGI has got this $6,000 drone with all kinds of goodies. But I'm with you. The $1,000, that's that's kind of a good benchmark. If, if you're in the $1,000 range, you can probably, you'll get a very good DJI or a unique, uh, excuse me, unique. And uh, you're pro for a little bit more, you're likely to get multiple batteries. You got to have multiple batteries. You're going to want a carrying sack or, you know, a backpack or, or a suitcase or whatever for it. So uh, again, if you're paying less than $1,000, you need to be careful because you might not be able to get the quality you need. When you're at that $1,000 mark, like you said, Randy, you're, you're getting the obstacle avoidance. And I don't know about you, but I've crashed a lot of drones. So uh, obstacle avoidance is vital for if, if you don't know what you're doing. Yeah, and I'll, I'll, I'll just uh, geek out on that a little bit because I love drones. And uh, the shot before this you showed is an Inspire One. That was actually my first drone, but the, operating the thing is a monster. Uh, and it's a beautiful drone, believe me. Um, but but it's just too much. It, it takes 30, 35 minutes to set it up. Um, it sounds like a helicopter coming in. It's it's amazing. And it, it's, a, it's a great professional quality drone. But all in all, that thing sits on the shelf the majority of the time. And that Mavic that you've got in the next one is the actual workhorse that we use. Um, just because we've flown it, nobody even knows it's there. So we're not, you know, there's not a lot of attention brought to it. Um, and we've been stopped with the larger drone by the police and other ones telling us we can't fly in public area where this drone is so quiet, so smooth and so easy to operate that, you know, this, and these, I think right now, the Mavic 2 is right around under a thousand dollars. It is. Uh, yeah. Even in the 600, $700 range, if you're not getting all the extra goodies for a thousand bucks, you're going to get uh, all the extras with it. So yeah, it's a heck of a deal. 
Um, they've also, what's the other DJI, DJI, uh, uh, the mini, isn't that what they call it? Have you the seen mini, that? now I haven't had any experience with that. The, this Mavic seems to be the workhorse. Have, have you ever flown the mini? Uh, yes, both of these. And uh, so the difference is if it's windy, the mini is going to have some trouble. Mm. But but what I see is this is where they're headed. There's going to be a merging where you're going to have the capabilities of the Mavic 2 in the mini. And the mini is down in the under $500 range or it's approximately $500. So because smaller tends to be better as long as it can handle the wind. So yeah. it's, it's amazing what the technology is doing. Uh, oh yeah, here's a back up here. Here's a hundred dollar uh, unit that you can buy. If you've never flown a drone, get yourself a hundred dollar drone and crash it a few times and get used to it, get comfortable before you start crashing your thousand dollar Mavic 2. Okay, my suggestion, unless you're a natural and uh, I don't know. Uh, 4K is normal, gimbal camera, high quality lenses, obstacle avoidance, spare batteries, carrying case, those are all good things. One last comment I like to share uh, about do-it-yourself versus professional, okay? So if you're going to do it yourself, you do have to register your, uh, your drone. You used to have to get a license if you're doing it for business, but they've changed that. Uh, they've, they've fixed all the drones now. The software prevents them from flying in no-fly zones. So they've dumbed it down. Well, if you, I guess they smartened them up so that a, a less intelligent populace can fly the drones without getting in trouble. They just, they nowadays, they simply won't, I don't know if you knew this, they won't, you aren't able to fly it into an unpermitted zone. It's already built into the software, so. And it, it update, updates regularly. And this is a super easy license to get. You just go to FAA. Gov um, and and fill it out and you get it you know right away so you're just registering it and you're you're given a number. Yep. And then it was before you fly as well. And it, nowadays with software you don't even need that. Um, the other see I don't know if I oh yeah here it is I wanted to mention this. So you can uh, if if you're into it you want to you want to fly a drone you want to have it and you you think you can. If you follow these rules, you can probably do okay. But I'll tell you what, you'll probably never produce the quality that we, you'd get from someone like Randy Beard or from Video by Robot. This is a company out of Houston. They specialize in uh, drone video. And they have for many years, before drones really took off, they were, they were using $10,000 drones for, for movies and that kind of thing. So, and they're now familiar with the swimming pool industry. So uh, they kind of know what's, what we expect. Uh, so uh, I'd say call Video by Robot or, or call Randy Beard. I bet uh, people know how to get hold of you too, right? Yeah. So those are kind of my key thing, uh, comments about, uh, about drones. It's a great tool, but only if you know what you're doing. If you don't know how to take good photos, then don't waste time getting a drone. No, but the importance of, uh, I, I say, just, you know, just push record, guys. You know, taking pictures, taking video, um, you know, it's really going to help your company um, progress in this day and age of visualizing uh, stuff because the majority of people are going to look at your website. They're going to want to move around in that website before they ever call you. So um, showing examples of who you are, what you do, and what your product looks like is pretty important. But Randy, if I may add to that, the... Uh... I agree, videos and photos, especially, but especially videos now, now more than ever. Photos have always been important, but now videos are more powerful than ever. There are so many great videos that 
pool builder could add to their website to educate the prospects, to engage them, to, to help them prepare for the meetings with the designers. There's so much that can be done. But I happened, so I'm 100% on board with videos, but I'm not real impressed with what I'm seeing from a do-it-yourself standpoint. My general, my, my, if I throw the bell curve at it, I'd say 80% of the videos that folks are trying to do themselves, probably not helping on the website. I, for now, I think you, you should get some expert advice. It's uh, because it makes a difference when it looks cheap and homemade, then they're gonna assume that maybe you're a cheap homemade pool builder. And if the video looks good, looks professional, then they're going, there will be some assumptions. So, well, you must be a high quality professional pool builder. So it may not be true, but that's the assumption that people are going to make. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, there you go, sir. That's my thoughts on photos and videos and drones. Well, absolutely fabulous. He is Brett Abbott. Uh, you can catch him here on Ask the Masters or touch base with him. Brett, tell, tell people how to get a hold of you and tell them a little bit about you uh, going in and taking a look at their website for them. I, I know that's a, a service you offer. Sure, that's true. Right. So this is super easy. Poolbuildermarketing.com. It's just that easy. Poolbuildermarketing.com, you'll find us. Uh, there's contact us. In fact, uh, I have a little schedule, an eval you can, uh, on my website. If you go to contact us, it'll give you a chance to schedule a meeting. 30 minutes, uh, it's kind of a, it's almost a trap that I've set for myself. Because uh, if someone fills that out, it puts it on my calendar and I live by my calendar. So I will show up and you get a free 30 minute meeting with me. So uh, that's a little insider secret there. Um, but you're right. But one of our specialties is websites. I remember when I first got into this industry, like 15, 16 years ago, I thought, I said, I don't know what the right website is, but I think that there's a, there's a certain things, there are certain things that a website's got to have. And within a year I'd figured it all out. And so now I've been doing it for 15 years. So I can look at any pool builder website, just about any website, but especially a pool builder or a pool service company and boom, 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 boom. I can just naturally go right through it and go, oh, yep, this is good, good. Oop, this is a problem. If you want to know why it's a problem, I can explain why, but uh, I've got a 67 point checklist that I go through, but I can do the whole thing mentally. So if someone wants a free evaluation of their website, uh, I can do that. All they have to do is go to my website, schedule a free eval and boom, you're in. That's fantastic. He is Brett Abbott. Thanks for uh, joining us here on Ask the Masters today. Uh, we will see you guys on the internet. Go make it a great day.